Hello everyone and welcome to another video here on the Cycling Dane Extra channel or on the Cycling Dane podcast and this is another one of our micro previews I guess and today we are discussing whether or not Primoz Roglic will win the Welta Espana for a fourth time and today I'm joined by Patrick Blake of Audi Cycling and one third of the Echelon Cycling podcast and I mean Patrick Primoz Roglic winning the Giro that was a huge moment and uh, he's kind of been a king for the Welta Espana over the last few years as well. Yeah, the three-time champion going for the fourth, kind of the fourth title. Is that the record if he takes the fourth? Yeah, Robert Heras has four, but I think there's kind of question marks, etc. You know. <laughs> yeah, but he would at least draw level with the most of world to victories. So it's obviously a big goal for Primoz Roglic, but. Obviously, the big conundrum is that Yuma Visma have now thrown a bit of a spanner into the works with Jonas Vingegaard recently announcing after the Tour de France that he is also going to the Vuelta Espana. So a little bit confusing for us trying to kind of predict this from the outside. But I think that Roglic, after winning the Giro this year, he's also won Terreno Adriatico. He also won the uh, Volta Catalunya as well. So he's on absolute fire this season. And I think that he will be quite a hard man to beat, but it's going to be interesting to see what role Jonas Vingegaard plays because Jumbo will be pretty keen to win this. After all, that would get them all of the Grand Tours in this 2023 season. So whoever they go with will, will, will have a very good chance of winning. What do you make of his 2023 season? I mean, obviously, he's one of the best one-week stage racers in the world. He's won, I think, everything apart from the Tour de Suisse. Well, he has won the Tour of Denmark. It's high-level racing, the World Tour Catalonia, beating Remco Venepo there. And then Treno Adriatico, he absolutely smashed everything. Did he take all the jerseys as well in the process or something crazy? Yes, he did, actually. Well, apart from the youth jersey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apart from that, that's oh, the other thing <laughs> Yeah, Roglic, why didn't you just, why couldn't you be 10 years younger? I think Roglic's season, I mean, there's no other word for it, it's it's impeccable because he's won everything that he's signed up for, basically, right? He's, you know, he's won everything. So therefore, there's nothing that could be said that's kind of wrong with it. So, you know, Roglic is just on fire this season, huh? What did you think of his Giro? Obviously, the remarkable comeback in that time trial, Seb Kuss saving his Giro as well, but he did get dropped. So how how do you compare that Roglic to the Roglic we've seen dominate the Welter? Obviously, he had a not-so-great Welter last year. We don't need mm. to talk about Fred Wright, but uh, it was definitely not Fred Wright's fault. But um, how did that Giro feel for you? Or like, how did you see that Giro for Roglic? It was a good Giro, but it's quite hard to draw conclusions from it, isn't it? Considering that it was a grand tour sort of plagued with, with COVID. So even a pool left that race, which obviously makes our life as pundits a little bit harder to try and predict how Remco and Roglic are going to kind of compare going into this race specifically, because it would have been very helpful to have had Remco through the whole Giro so we could see their performances side by side. But we do have last year's Vuelta to also compare to. Remco, of course, won that ahead of Roglic. So that's something which we can take a look at as well, is that Remco has obviously beaten Roglic in a Grand Tour. So Remco can do it over three weeks, but you could very well argue that this year's Vuelta course is perhaps harder than, than last year's, especially when you've got such difficult climbs in there. I think that Roglic had a very good Giro. But the fact that he beat Garrett Thomas by, what was the winning margin? It wasn't much, though. 14 seconds, I think. It was a pretty small margin. And I know people got annoyed at me for saying this, basically, like the echelon. But the fact that 
Roglic beat Garrett Thomas by less than 30 seconds and the fact that then Garrett Thomas got thrashed about by Jonas Vingegaard in the 2022 Tour de France like he was minutes down that says to me that Jonas is better than Roglic kind of mano a mano obviously you know there's different things you can conclude from this there's different you know there's a whole load of independent factors going into this but I would argue that Jonas is the stronger GC choice for Roglic I think that you know, Roglic being the leader is at the welter for Jumbo. Is either going to have to be him being on extortionate form, or Jonas is going to have to be a little bit undercooked. I mean, before we go a bit deeper into the rivals teams, extra. Uh, I mean, we've touched on it a bit now, but the course, as you said, what do you make of the course? Obviously, the Anglerus returning. Roglic won the welter when it was back in 2020, and uh, Vingegaard kind of showed his his wings for the first time working for Roglic in a Grand Tour. But yeah, overall, of of the course, is it a Roglic-friendly course? I think that it is. They've got just the one individual time trial, which I think favours Roglic, because if there's more than one TT, I mean, basically the more individual time trial kilometres there are, the better it is for Remco Evenepoel. We saw that in the Giro, how he was putting time into Roglic. I mean, even when Remco had COVID and that second TT, he still beat Roglic and he thrashed him about in that first one. So I think that only the one TT, it's like 20 something kilometers. I think that does help Roglic. The Angleru, the Tourmalet, there's a lot of chaotic stages, especially look at stage 20. That is up and down all day. It's like looking at a bread knife or something like that. It's crazy, just unpredictable racing. And I do feel like Roglic does quite well in those sorts of scenarios. I think that Jumbo Visma on the whole do very well in this kind of scenario. And Jumbo Visma will obviously be bringing a very strong team here. It's not fully confirmed since, of course, Jonas has been brought into this. But Roglic is in a very good position to go into the welter in the perfect shape possible because he's had a really good kind of resting period since the Giro. So there's no real reason why Roglic shouldn't be on top form going into this welter. If we look a bit more towards the team, obviously, it well, there's we've got the long list. And as you said, uh, Dylan Van Baal's been added to the team as well now, courtesy of Pro Cycling Stats. So there's a lot of rumours going around. But if we look at it, Jonas Vingo or Dylan Van Baal, Sepp Kuss, even though he crashed on, crashed in the final few days of the Tour de France and did the Giro as well. So the American could potentially be doing all three Grand Tours and winning <laughs> all three Grand Tours or being part of the uh, winning team. Wilco Kelderman, Robert Hessink, Alatila Valta as well, uh, Roglic obviously, and then the world champion in time trial. Well, he won't be at this point, maybe. Out of that is a pretty strong long list. And I mean, you could, yeah, it, it's quite easy to make a very, very strong team out of this group here. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And although I don't think it's Yuma Visma's strongest sort of lineup. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Who else do you want? Uh, Wat Van Hart and uh, okay, Christophe yeah, Laporte and yeah, okay, fair enough. And stuff. Fair, fair enough. But I think that that doesn't really matter because the rest of the teams who will be competing against Jumbo Visma to try and win that top spot won't be stronger than Jumbo Visma's team. Right, you know, we'll wait and see who Ineos bring. Don't know who they are bringing fully yet, but more than likely spearheaded by Garrett Thomas. There's rumours of maybe Carlos Rodriguez going, but after that crash in the tour, who, who knows now? Remco will bring his guys like Van Vilder and Vermaak and stuff, but I don't really think that they 
stack up against Yumba Visma or at least go above what Yumba Visma are at. And I don't think that Movistar will be able to bring something for Mass, which is better than what Yumba Visma brings. So I think that Yumba Visma are going to have a very solid team. Like you say, I think Cus is an interesting one because, like you say, it would be cool if he is a part of another Grand Tour winning team and part of all of them in the 2023 period. But he crashed in the Tour. We don't know how fatigued he is. If he is going to go, he's going to get a few weeks off. But the benefit, of course, is that he doesn't have to be up there all the time. He comes in at the very crucial moment. So he could very well have a bit of an an easier period and kind of warm up into the race for the more crucial stages later on, perhaps. So there's certainly a possibility that Sepp Kuss could still be there. And that would be really important when you consider that two of these spots will be taken up by Roglic and Vingegaard so who will be those domestiques to fill out the rest of the mountain train I completely agree but nevertheless a team is good to have but uh, what's more important is the rivals you're up against I mean Jonas could be one of them but yeah who, who do you kind of see as the biggest threat Remco Venable obviously mentioned that a lot it looks like uh, Ineos Grandiers are taking Garrett Thomas here but obviously yeah he's beaten Garrett Thomas on a number of occasions of Lazov as well coming with Outerbrook so Bora could be quite an interesting team but obviously as you said as well we don't have the confirmed list yet but who do you think is going to be the big threat? There's also Richard Carapaz in there as well after leaving the tour we'll see how he's recovered but he's always an ever-present threat for a podium finish in a grand tour. Enrique Mass was pushing Roglic really hard in the Vuelta last year. We know how well Enric Mas goes in the Vuelta. We'll see how, again, similar to Carapaz, how he's recovered from his Tour de France crash. Hopefully he's had enough time. The exact Um, same one. Yeah, it's literally the exact same day, so it's going to be like a a, a battle of the walking dead between those two to see who's in the best form. But I do think that, you know, after the Tour, that's, that's three weeks, and then it's like another three weeks or so until the Vuelta... I think that that is probably ample time for them to be in a, a decent enough and competitive shape. But like you say, Remco, there's G, there's also Juana Yuzo, who finished on the podium in this race last year and will likely be taking a bit of a you know an improvement into this year after doing so well in the Vuelta last year. He, as a very, very young rider, will be progressing at a more rapid rate than perhaps his older uh, compatriots going into this race. So I'd say that those are the, the main candidates there are always those sort of fringe candidates but i think that those are the kind of uh main men going into this race nothing about almeida i just i i don't get me wrong i i love almeida but i think that you know you finished on a podium of Vigero after remco left and i think that you know that that was like a very covid race as i've said before but i just I don't see him being on the podium of this race after all those names that we've just said who have finished ahead of him in Grand Tours in the past. It doesn't logically make sense to think that Almeida will be finishing up there unless he's taken a big step forward in his development in the last kind of three, four months since the Giro. Yeah, I think that's very fair. But uh, yeah, it definitely is looking very exciting. They're well placed by when you look at their potential favorites as well but nevertheless we can't finish our micro preview without a prediction and i mean the match of underpool uh, preview you didn't validate that are you going <laughs> to validate the this preview i'm afraid not i uh, won't be uh, i think that primos roglic will finish third are you, do you think they're going to have problems with vingo 
None. Because I think that Vingegaard's going to be the leader. And he's going to win. He's going to win. Oh, okay. I know that kind of spoils my kind of predictions <laughs> or everything, but I don't think it's a particularly hot take, let's face it. But yeah, well, obviously, I'm not going to say Rakic wins this. Sorry, Slovenian fans. Obviously, I'm totally on the Vingegaard side, but yeah, I, I, it would be nice to see him win a fourth. It's just, yeah, well, you never know. Jonas could crash. Jonas could be just thinking because um, yeah, he has said that Roglic is kind of one of his idols. So it's kind of like maybe he just wants to give back as well. You, you never know. Yeah. But if if you were to take Vingegaard out of the equation for a Ooh. second, would you think that Roglic would be a, compet- a very strong likelihood of winning? Take Vingegaard out of the equation or say that Vingegaard is a straight up domestique. That's, that's a good one. Mm. I think that he could win it, you know. I think Vingegaard is just the thing that's really confused me. You think this. it's Vingegaard? So if I, no Vingo, then it's kind of like... I, I do. I think that Roglic could have the beating of Remco. I think that Remco is also kind of the, the guy in there who I'm concerned about. That's who I think could definitely finish in second place ahead of Roglic. But we saw Roglic beat G at the Giro. We know that Roglic goes really well in the Vuelta. It's his sort of favourite race. I just think that he very well could win this, but I just think that Jonas is going to uh, be the be the fly in the ointment. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, uh, yeah, that's a good place to finish. Bingo 2023, World Taste Pioneer Champion, question mark. But uh, obviously we did a clip about this over on the Echelon Cycling Podcast, so make sure to check that out about our discussion with Bingo going to the Welter. And uh, yeah, comment down below what do you think of this. Do you think Roglic is going to win his fourth title? And of course, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and why not check out Patrick Blake over on Audu Cycling and obviously the Echelon Cycling Podcast. But that's all down in the description below but with that thank you very much for watching and we will see you around